and welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa. And oh. welcome to episode two, a point for episode four of season two. I almost made it through that intro without laughing and I'm... I did almost. not. I did not make it through without laughing, to be honest, <sighs> to be completely honest. Welcome back, guys. We're really glad you're here and sticking with us, although these couple episodes have been a journey it's been a little bit of a rough day this is our fourth hour in the studio it's always great um, when we do this because we <laughs> like to set ourselves up for success by recording in advance um but sometimes when you do that you get this thing called delusional i'm a little bit delusional right now slightly delusional so this is gonna be a fun episode yeah let's um, do this so let's get right to it we're really excited about who we're bringing on the show today um, she is a KIT OG. She's been on here before as a guest host. Please welcome back to the show, Aubrey Brown. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome back. What's up, girl? We're excited you're here. Oh my God. It's our second figure skater of the day. <laughs> oh, no. oh my God. We talked to Nikki earlier today. Well, a couple episodes now by the time this comes out. Um, Sabrina's good friend from home was also a figure skater growing up. Amazing. So she knows our struggles. It's a small world and we have... We all can relate to one another. All of us I can cannot, relate. but I'll listen. You can recognize the pain and feel the pain <laughs> in a different way, to be completely honest. Um, well, since we have started off this new season, we have a new segment that we're doing. We told you right before um, we started recording. This is the What's Your Struggle? I like like to sound like a game show host. There's going to be a voiceover for it at some point. So maybe this will get I really out. hope you keep saying this and there's not a voiceover <laughs> and you just keep saying there's going to be a voiceover at some point. <laughs> there is at some point. I just don't <laughs> know what that point will be. Man, that's really good. So I'll kick it off to you, Aubrey. You can answer this question however you want to answer it. What is my struggle currently? That's a tricky question. Um, I am just in a big space of like growth and change right now so my biggest struggle is probably creating new habits yeah right? oh that's tough that's a big thing i'm really working on right now that's a good um, one yeah saying yes to more things trying new things i think it's really easy to get stuck in our patterns and our mm -hmm. habits and mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah, it's so easy to get stuck in routine. But it can also be very scary, right, to shake that up. Mm -hmm. So you're really like just completely throwing out everything you used to know before and trying new things when you're introducing a new routine. You're throwing out that old way and it's so easy to get back into old patterns and behaviors rather than just throw the rule book out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. it's. I mean, that's the default, right? We have to push ourselves to explore new things mm -hmm. and grow so mm -hmm. yeah that's my challenge right i love now. that that's really good that is a good challenge to have sabrina could you go next i'm still thinking <laughs> i can go next um <laughs> definitely a part of my struggle has been this four-hour studio session i love them and they're fun but they're also four hours long and it's hard to keep your attention focused for so long like so back to back to back like we've literally been going back to back with maybe like five or ten minute breaks it's a lot. It's tough. Um, so that's definitely my struggle today. I was trying to think if there's something else. But honestly, I cannot wait for this episode to be done and we're out of the studio. If I'm being completely honest. You know, 
You tell me your struggle, boo. What is your struggle? I feel like my struggle is like a little bit rated R, but I feel like it's a struggle that most women have. You know that there are no rules. I'm fully And no limitations of what we talk about on this show. I'm really tired of not getting off. I'm tired of going into hookups. (laughs) I did. And nothing happens for me. This is going to come up. I'm so tired of it, fellas. If your woman does not get off. Also, ladies, because we do not discriminate relationship types. Sure, whatever. But whoever that partner is. Most of the time, it's the men failing the women. The women usually don't fail the women. We do know this. Like, let's be realistic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's Uh, a lot of selfishness there. Listen here, fellas. Because I know they're the more likely party. Get her off. If you ask her and she does not get off, still try to get her off. At least try. And I will say there's been, I've been hearing from a lot of my friends who are single, um, who have partners in their lives who are actually really actively trying to get them off. But sometimes you just can't and you just have to like accept it. But there are more men out there trying. At least, at least try. In the the hookup world. Because I keep on getting these people that don't want to try. (laughs) I mean. I feel like you could just make a rule, right? Like, you don't get to pass go until certain things happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know what's tricky, too, is, like, you won't know what's going to happen until you're in it and until you're doing it. That's the hard part. You know? That, like, you can do so well, much work to get up to that point. This is this is something I have been thinking about. Um, this is one of the perks to having a gay brothers you get to steal ideas from the gay community that true really really well that straight people don't do true um we don't like straight girls don't negotiate what we want before we go into like a hookup or a sexual anything right Mm -hmm. because the default is like you're gonna have piv intercourse Mm -hmm. that's like it's just assumed in straight land right and in Gay land, that is not a thing. There is always a conversation that happens before any hookup because nobody knows what they're into. That True. has to be discussed. There is not a default There's open communication there. Right? So if we could steal things that like work really well, that would be one of them for me. That would be a really good one to talk about what you want to do before Damn. you actually do it. It's, um, I'm trying to think of the right, negotiate your orgasms, ladies. Yeah. Wow. What That's a phrase. What it is. Yeah. The 20s, the 20s. Oh my God. The 20s are going to be the Depending. decade of negotiating orgasms. That's I'm calling it. it. That's going to be the yeah, big cultural movement. The next movement in our <laughs> society is negotiating your orgasms. Negotiating your orgasms. I cannot speak today. Oh, good Lord. Today's been rough. Wait, by the time this episode premieres. I think it's going to be a new decade. Yeah, right? by the, I think by the time this one comes out. Or it's going to be right before. Right before or just immediately after. So, like, <sighs> let's start this movement early, people. Let's, let's start go. it going. Let's do it. Let's get it going. Talk to your partners beforehand and negotiate that orgasm. You tell them what you want before you get into it. Yeah. No, but, yeah, that that is that is very true. Women are just not taught to do that it's assumed what's gonna happen there's these expectations we assume from Mm. certain things that happen in life yeah you know you just have this completely silent understanding that you're gonna get off or that you have the hopes of getting off it's more so the hopes it's more so for women it's more so the hopes. there's a lot of hope that goes into it we have a lot of hope and trust in some strangers you know men just they just have 
I don't know. Let's just call it luck. Like, they will get off probably, like, at least 95% of the well, time. Well, it's the comparison of a microwave and an oven, right? Men, I, have, you not heard, <laughs> have you not heard of this comparison before that men are like no. microwaves and women are like ovens? Oh, no, but I, this makes sense. The microwave accurate. will always go off, but the oven has a more gradual build. And that at some point, you could just give up. But things turn out better out of an oven, in my opinion. They do. Duh. They do. <laughs> they 100% do. That's the point of it. That's the true point of it all, right? Anything that takes a little extra effort usually is worth it, I feel like. Oh, in so many regards, right. yes. In any regard. Anything that you actually because put time and effort into. Here's also the thing, too. All right? If, if, I, if I get off, then I am going to definitely want to get you off like mm-hmm. that's just how mm-hmm. it works mm-hmm. like ah thank you for this gift let me help you <laughs> let me give you a gift back and then also too if it's a good time then more than likely i'll hang out with you again like we'll do it again come on yes that's the point of it right mutually beneficial mutually beneficial friends with benefits that's essentially what we're all looking for and some of us <laughs> like those friends we just do other things with hence relationships Am I right or am I right? You are right. It's You're a right. weird way of discussing it, but it's true. You know? Everybody's got their own special friends that they want out there. That made it sound really creepy. I'm really sorry for that special one. Friend. Special friends. I'm really sorry for that one. That one did not. You know when you think something in your head and it sounds really good it and then you say it out loud? And then, yeah. That's exactly what just happened. It just did not sound right at all whatsoever. But the the concept of having expectations for certain things kind of ties in with what we're talking about today. Going into this new decade, I think one of the big themes is that a lot of millennials, so to speak, or people our age, because I don't like to identify as a millennial, although we are them, um, we are. You don't like to identify as one? No, because there's a lot of negative connotations by being a millennial, so to speak. There's negative connotations with every generation. There are, but my point being, there is this huge movement of people setting expectations of who you are and what you are by your age. Mm -hmm. True. Millennials being one of them. They have this whole description of them, of who these type of people are. And it's rough to have this understanding that, like, Millennials should now be having children and millennials should be, you know, getting doing whatever at this point that they that society thinks they should be doing, you know, and that's just not right. We we have suddenly put expectations behind age based on what our parents were doing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is dictated by Hollywood by continuing on these ideals and traditions in movies and televisions. It's also dictated by social media by having people sharing what those different roles and responsibilities are with our age and even putting different limitations behind doing things by age, drinking, voting, all these different things are associated with an age. Like you have Mm -hmm. this understanding and knowledge by Mm -hmm. the time you get to a certain age when actually everybody learns and grows at different paces. It's how sometimes you could say some people are more mature for their age or how they're immature different things like that. We put so much pressure behind your age of what you do and what you don't know and where, what you should be doing and what you should not be doing. No, I agree. And I think it the, really should matter more about like life experience, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I've had years where like it's stable, right? Mm-hmm. You work hard, you've got goals, but like 
there might not be a ton of big things that happen that year. And then, like, another year you could have a ton of stuff happen. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Like this year. So every year is different, right? Like, I don't know. There's no standard. There's no one set, you know. You have to let it ebb and flow in its own Mm -hmm. unique individual way. But there's almost, like, this understanding of, like, what you should be doing at a certain age. Like, my mom likes to joke around all the time about grandkids now. And I don't know why, because my mom didn't even get married until she was 29 and I'm 25. Yeah. But that's a thing that people are doing, you know? We just had an episode talking with Nikki and, you know, talking with someone who we joke about is, like, married and has a kid now. Yeah. And that's a thing that people are doing right now. Yeah. And I mean, she, she's 26. She's at that average age. It is the average age, which is, so so to speak, normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, even she said she was like, yeah, I'm, I wasn't ready to be a parent. No. Yet there you, she is. She has a kid. <laughs> you're responsible for another human being in the world. And they think people in their early 20s can handle that? No. Well, I don't think anybody's ever ready to be I don't be think a parent, anybody's ever honestly. ready, but I I'd mean be more ready in my 30s. I mean in if some you ways, yes, you if, would be. But. If you listen to the episode with Nikki, um if you haven't yet go listen to it, but in the episode she says, you know, she had to get a bunch of finances together first. Like, yep. Her husband needed a her and her husband bonus at for work, you know, so they had to prepare their whole lives to bring in a whole Another life. And they were just at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, it just so happened that they were 26 and at that average age. But yeah. some people, they don't get to that point until they're like 30 or, or 35. 40. My mom or had 40. her last kid when she was 39 turning 40. Yeah. Did she really? Mm-hmm. Because she had me at 34 and my brother was right before her 40th birthday. And my mom had me at 40. I was very planned, but it was a... And that was you know. considered like abnormal back oh, then. Man. That was considered. They thought she was crazy. You to were do considered it. psycho if you did that. Well, and everyone like would you know assumed I was an accident. She told me like, oh, she was the oops baby, right? Like you're getting she was old. The oops like baby. didn't think you could still have kids, right. type of a thing. I was like, oh no, actually, like it was very planned. But people assumed because she was forty. She yeah. would never have possibly planned to have a child at 40. Yeah. And I mean, now I feel like that's shifting to be a little bit more of the norm. People are having kids at like 35, 40 years old. Yeah. Well, it's smarter because you you kind of got your like 20s or whatever phase of your life out of your system. Mm-hmm. Or some people think out of your system to a point, right? With to like that natural understanding of like growth and development through just having more life experience behind mm-hmm. you back to that point. Yeah. That having a kid in your 30s, you're supposed to be stable, you're supposed to be like in a good career and it's like, no, that's not there shouldn't be those expectations behind it. You never know what life is going to throw at you. No, and also too, you don't know what state the world is going to be in at that point. Because exactly. Let's also take it a little bit step further. I mean, the millennial generation, we are that generation of people who we are going back to live at home with our parents after college because we can't afford to buy our own house or afford our own apartment because we're such in student loan debt. Like, when you think about it, we are the generation of debt. Well, it's an entirely different world than when our parents were going through Mm -hmm. that, you know, Um, just the economy and the way things are valued in society there was the 2008 recession there was that but like it is just not it's 
it's all it's very hard to do. I won't say it's impossible, but it is very hard to live on a single income for a family of four, which mm-hmm. used to be the model, right? Yeah. One parent works, one parent stays at home. You kind of divide and conquer. And this mm-hmm. was this like, yeah. you know, that was the default image of how to do it. It was but like f- that women had to be a homemaker or at least somebody in the household was the homemaker, the stay at home parent. Well, and I have friends that actually want to do that. Like yeah. I have a vi- we, Allie, yeah. one of our close friends. Like, she loves being a wife and a soon-to-be mother. I know. I love that she does. But financially, like, it's almost impossible to have the life that you want on a Mm -hmm. single income. Mm -hmm. So, you know. You You have to really know how to budget, and that's something I don't know how to do. So Mm -hmm. I will never not work. (laughs) Which, that really sucks because being a mom itself, like, that is a job it's like that is literally job. your own job i mean it's we were like five jobs i feel like right? yeah it's so hard you're doing so many different we roles. were um we were talking with nikki and she said that now her whole life revolves around this little baby mm-hmm. and yeah. his feeding schedule and his sleeping schedule and literally like when your mom like your kids become your whole life and that's that's a full-time job yes and we can't afford to have that anymore like moms have to go to work you yeah. only get three months of maternity leave. Paternity leave at most companies is unheard of. Yeah, which is crazy. And if it is, it's like only a couple weeks, which isn't right. Yeah, that's also not right because like the mom needs a break. When it's a newborn and you're getting used to that kind of lifestyle, mm-hmm. like lifestyle, that kind of life. It's not really a lifestyle. It's a life. Well, it is a um, style of life if you is. really think about it. You yeah. have a huge lifestyle change. You know, people, you have to change every single aspect of who you used to be for the good of someone else when you're a parent. You are honestly, like Nikki said in that episode, you are raising them up to have morals and to have a whole ground underneath them and to make them into a decent human. Yeah, no pressure, right? No No pressure, pressure. right? The stakes are high, you know, and nobody's going to do it right. But, like, I really think that's the hardest job out there. It truly is. It's one that terrifies me. It absolutely terrifies me. I don't know how my mom did it because I was an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I thought I was the ruler of the world until my brother came. I think we were all like that to some degree. When When my brother came, I was upset. I was so upset. Like, I was happy when my mom was pregnant. Because I didn't understand the concept. And then right when my brother was born, because I had all the attention on me for almost six years, um, I used to just get so upset at them so all the time. And I used, <laughs> I convinced my brother. I didn't know I, I convinced him for so long. But I told him one time when I was angry at him that he was adopted and he wasn't adopted. My mom definitely had him. Um, it was definitely from her. But I, for some reason, <laughs> thought it was like a sly move to be like, well, mom and dad didn't even have you and you were just adopted. But he believed it for like six years oh, no. and asked six years later because he was afraid and he really thought like our parents weren't his parents. I felt so oh bad. Oh, my God. Alyssa. Your brother and your dad look identical. Yeah, there, there are literally pictures of my dad when he was a kid that if you hold them up next to Michael, like, they look yeah, there's, identical. There's no denying your brother. Oh, it was from when yeah. it, it was right when he was around, like, three years old. He'll tell the story so vividly because it was when he was around, like, nine or ten years old. Like, I was in high school <laughs> yeah. and I was just getting ready to drive. And I don't know why the topic got brought up. And my brother will just do this where he'll just ask things randomly out of nowhere. Like, absolutely out of nowhere. And this was one of those times when he goes, am I adopted? 
like at the dinner table and we were like what and he was like <laughs> he was like Alyssa told me I was adopted when I was uh, like a couple years ago and I just really needed to ask because it's been on my mind for a few years oh Michael you traumatized him mildly mildly but you know moms are supposed to raise us to be good people and that's what I decided to do my mom's an incredible woman for dealing with my shit same same my, my mom's pretty incredible all of our moms are really incredible um, we're all really lucky. we have some good moms <sighs> yep and, and they're deciding to have me because here i am <laughs> oh my god but but the ex- there's a huge high expectation when it comes to being a mother like people love to mom shame like other moms on social media when yep. they're like posting about what they're doing and it bothers me it's the worst idea like ever. i'm not even a mom but don't shame someone else for how they want to like raise their kid if it's like, a way that's positive there is no handbook not every kid is the same Mm-mm. like let them freaking figure it out on yep. their own i know i think i think the worst idea one of the worst things you can do is trying to tell somebody how to parent their kid. It it never ends up well. not only telling no. them to parent their kid, but how to live their life. Never, you know, right? It's funny we try and you know have this whole attitude of like we can't tell someone else how to live their life, but then there are all of these expectations of like what we're supposed to be doing at any given point in our life. Those milestone moments. That was the the word I was looking for earlier milestone was milestones. milestones milestones yeah you know everybody has what are called the big milestones in your life well, like you know I turned 30 this year and 30 did not feel how I thought like 30 would feel that's the same thing Scott said when he turned 30 I know in fact I think Scott and I, I have you guys talked about, about this, this because he's one of the few people that has turned 30 um oh my God. in our friend group at least and yeah I don't know like when I think when you're younger you think oh I'm gonna be at a certain point or something it's gonna feel a certain way everybody says it's gonna feel a certain way right that's the word that's the thing you always you always have a feeling with it well and there's also those times in your life where you like during those milestones I think where you tend to take stock right you take a moment and you're like what have I done so far what the hell am I doing right now Mm mm-hmm what do I want to do next? What's your five-year plan? You know, like, I hate that question. That. I hate that question so much. Because here's the deal. All right. And I was talking about this with my Tell therapist. me what's the deal. Tell me. All right. I was talking about this what's with my therapist. What's the dealio? And I don't know if maybe it's just because of the shit that I've been through, but I don't like, to, I don't like the question where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Because for the longest time, I did that shit. I did that shit. I wholeheartedly thought that at 24 years old, I would be married by now. I remember when we first met, um, I thought you were going to be married as well. I thought that I was going to be married by now and possibly like having my first kid. And that's how I thought my life was supposed to be because my parents met when they were 16. They got married at 21 and had their first kid at 26. Yep. So I thought... That my life was supposed to go, all right, high school, college, marriage, children, that's it. That's it. But Those no. are the milestone moments. But no, my life definitely did not turn out that way. The person that I thought I was going to eventually get married to, we just grew apart as people. Um, did not even stay in the state of Ohio. I moved. Yeah. Um, I am nowhere near getting married at this point. Uh, boys don't like me 
Um, Stop. <laughs> so I'm nowhere near that point. Kids probably wrong? aren't coming until like but after here's, 30. Here's the question that comes about is what's wrong with all of that? So there's there, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And, and I guess oh well, I need I need to backtrack because I lost my point a little bit there. Um, you know, I don't like making these five, ten year kind of ideas on where I think I'm going to be because more than likely I'm not going to be at that point and I'm going to waste so much time worrying about getting to that point mm-hmm. instead of just focusing on what I actually want to do. Um, yeah, because I mean, just too many things happen in life unexpected. Too many things. Like I didn't, I didn't get into grad school like I thought I was going to. But um, here's the thing. We're, we're never actually going to stop planning things out and we shouldn't stop planning certain things out. Like, I think it's good to not plan like 20 years from now, but you also just have to understand that like your plans can change and it's okay to let them change, you know? Like, Absolutely. yes, I have a five-year plan right now, but I know that that could change at any Oh, I know point. you have a five-year plan. But, but <laughs> n- not even that. It's just like there are different goals that I have for myself in my career and my personal life. Mm-hmm. But as long as I know that those are subject to change, it's a whole new thinking pattern I'm trying and mm. since I've been in therapy has been to just understand that your goals can change and that's okay based on yeah. what happens to you in life. Like, I remember thinking I was going to go to medical school. Hi, I work in advertising now. Like, What? Two totally different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And as long as I know, like, in the next couple of years, like, it's okay if it changes, if my dreams do shift, because I shift as a human. Mm-hmm. I'm changing. I have new patterns of thinking just by doing different things in life. And naturally, my goals are going to change as such. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's still important to plan things out, but it's okay if some of them don't come to fruition. And even planning on a smaller scale, right? Like... One thing I've been doing is I want to do – I pick one thing each day, right, mm-hmm. that is important for me to do that day. Mm-hmm. And I don't stop until that's done. It could be something so tiny or so small. It could Love be that. I want to go get dinner with a girlfriend. It could be a whole bunch of things. But if you if you have an idea of where you want to head – don't get overwhelmed with it either, right? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, when they look at like a five-year plan, mm-hmm. that can be very overwhelming. Yep. And there are too many twists and turns in life that are going to come your way that you can plan for. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even having those smaller like daily, weekly, monthly little check-ins with yourself. Yeah. And it also gives you a chance to adjust your big plan if – Things have come to light or you're feeling a certain way or, you know, you've, mm-hmm. you've grown and changed in ways that you didn't know. It's part of the ago. ebb and flow with life it literally is part of what life is about is that these unexpected moments happen and we just have to learn how to adjust. Mm-hmm. It's the universe's way of testing us. It's evolution, man. It is, though. It. There are all these different things that happen in life. So why do we have to set these milestone moments with our age? When so many True. things can change. So many things can. You know what movie I think of is a great example of this? What? Eat, Pray, Love. I've never seen it. I watched it last night. Stop. I kid you not. Are you serious? Oh my God. I am actually fully serious because I thought, man, that was a really good movie. And I haven't seen that in such a long time. I haven't time. seen it in so long. But honestly, I think about it when like she literally gives up everything in her life and goes and travels the world. Yeah. I mean... 
I'm not gonna lie, I fell asleep like halfway through Prey. But, oh, don't um, blame you. But yes, it is still an incredible movie. But no, I mean that's it. It's like a, it's a whole journey. She had no idea. And I think in, in the beginning, right, that guru guy says, mm-hmm. in the next six months, you're gonna lose all your money. Yeah, all this stuff is gonna happen. And she just kind of nodded and was like, okay. And sure enough, it did. It did happen. And she went with it, right? But, like, that's the she point. She went with it. it. Lost all of her money and just went with it. Well, but what's the option, right? Like, when something awful in life happens, like a divorce or the end of a relationship or you lose a job, right? Like, something mm-hmm. massive. What is the alternative, right? Are you going to just, like, crumble and cry forever? No. Like, True. I mean, I guess some people could. You could do that. You could do it. That is an option, it's um, it's easier to give in to the darkness and and those negative and the negativity than it is to move forward. In some ways, I think you're right, and then I think in some ways, being sad like that and stuck in that all the time that mm-hmm. is actually the harder thing to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think in the moment people don't realize that, but you gotta just roll with it. You can continue hanging on to it and just continue being a negative person, or you can just realize that sometimes none of this shit matters. Like, the feelings don't, like, it just doesn't matter to continue being sad and upset when you can figure out a way to yeah. not be that way anymore. And it takes a, a long time to get to those realization moments. Don't get me wrong. That takes a lot of practice and a lot of work to change your mindset that way. Mm-hmm. Just my two cents on it all. No, I agree. I agree. It, it's just an interesting concept, right? Like, why do people think like 25 is a big deal? They don't. Like I'm a quarter of a century, but your whatever. Car insurance goes down. If I had a car, I don't even have a car. <laughs> I, know, I live right? in New York where but, I'm never going to have a car. Yeah, <laughs> never again will we have to deal with that. But no, no, that was actually the thing when I was turning 25 that people said to me. I legitimately I remember, remember this. Being like 25 is not like a big birthday, right? Like, you could also rent a car. You can rent a car and your car insurance goes down. And people Amazing. made that sound like that was just something to be it open to It's a golden moment. I mean, it's whatever you make it though, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the older I get, that's I think what I'm realizing is like care a little bit less, right? I think mm-hmm. I think as women sometimes we care too much what other people think, mm-hmm. right? So if we can yeah. care, care a little less about what other people think and a little bit more about how we feel as we walk through it. Definitely. That takes a lot of practice mm-hmm. and a lot of time. And as long as you're trying and you're in the process of it, you'll get there. It's all about just trying. That's it. That's the key. That's the key to it all, just trying to accept yourself for who you are. It's a journey, right? It is, though. It takes a lot of therapy, a lot of self-care. So much therapy. A lot of self-care. But it does, because at the end of the day, we shouldn't be listening to other people's expectations of ourselves. And when we do that, that's when we get lost. That's when we lose our sense of self. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, when when sometimes people end friendships, a common theme is that they've been hanging around somebody who is not a good influence on them and that person actually changes. Mm-hmm. And their personality changes, their habits change, their behaviors, things like that. And when that happens and you start associating yourself with that, if you can recognize that you're changing along with it and you're changing into somebody who you're not, um, it's it's an important thing to to recognize and it shows a lot of growth there because a lot of people won't recognize that they'll just go along with it 
I think that's one of the hardest things to realize in the actual moment, right? Like, those things are easier to see after the fact sometimes. Oh, yeah. But no, you're right. Like, the real challenge is seeing it in that moment when it's happening and being mm-hmm. aware enough to do something about it. It takes a lot of strength to do that, too, to to recognize that, like, what's going on is not who you are. Yeah. You know? Like, that you've actually lost a bit of yourself there and and recognizing that, okay, how do I move on and how do I fix it? Yeah. That is a huge turning point in lives. And it's a good thing. It's why we need things in our, our lives that keep us, like, grounded, right? Like, mm-hmm. when all hell breaks loose or we don't know what to do or we're going through, like different changes or we're not where we thought we would be at this point in our life Mm -hmm. any of those like when in doubt I think go back to what you know works what recenters you whether that's family whether that's friends Mm -hmm. I don't I mean it's different for everyone it Mm -hmm. could be anything like think like for Alyssa and I it's like sometimes skating feels really nice to just like recenter or you know like getting in the gym and just like working out really hard can be it um, but no, like to figure out what those things that you can use to bring yourself back mm-hmm. down and ground yourself, I think are Definitely. really important. I think that is a good way to a good segue Wait. into our closing segment. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Great minds think alike. I was I like, know. I was getting nervous where you were going with that. No. Yeah. I think this is a good segue into that. Um, so the other new segment that we have here on the show In addition to What's Your Struggle, um, we wanted to find a new segment that was kind of about the root of our show and to why we started this whole thing. Um, And this is the How Do You Keep It Together segment where we ask you straight up and you have to say the first thing that comes off the top of your head. How do you keep it together? I, I build my tribe. I like that. Oh, elaborate. So... The other night, I was watching this very strange Icelandic music video with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to, to make a sh- long story short, this video was like this boy walking through this forest on this journey all by himself. Oh, my God. Right? Okay. And it coincides with where I am currently at in my life. And so my brother leaned over and he said, that's you. And the music video kept going. Mm-hmm. And... This little boy marches through the forest and along the way picks up two other little kids that are hanging out over here. And then they, the three of them walk. And it's like as the music built, this boy was like building a band or a tribe of mm-hmm. people, right? And it ends with this amazing cinematic shot of all of these kids running up this hill at full speed, just like having a boss moment. Um, Love this. So, yeah, I was – I did realized was like that's what you do you build your tribe you look around in your life and figure out who do I have that I can lean on that I can learn from Mm -hmm. that can push me to try new things yeah so yeah that's how I keep it together I love that I like that a lot because technically we can't do this alone no No. we can't do it alone as humans we are built to surround ourselves with other people yeah so sometimes when you can't get through something on your own, you get those people around you and they kind of help push you through it totally. and carry you through it. Right. And we, yeah. and we do it for each other at different points in our life mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing is like sometimes I might 
be one supporting a friend and mm-hmm. in another time I may be that boy walking through the forest and being like holy crap I need a friend right now mm-hmm. so yeah. <laughs> and Literally. It's, oh, it's totally okay to do that also mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. is the thing that I'm trying to remind myself of it's okay to be on the other end of the stick of yeah. needing mm-hmm. help from those people that you that reach out to you for help totally. and, and knowing that they're a part of your tribe and they're a part of your people totally I love that. That is very nice. Sabrina, how do you keep it together this week? Oh. This week? Oh. I know. Okay. Added that one in there. Um, Man. Now, I'm trying to think of my week that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, oh, man, having some of my alone time. Mm. So I keep it together. Also... Um, important to having a tribe is to building an alone time right? yeah yeah so um this week was just a lot for me and so one day i just came home and i just went to my room and i shut the door and i was like i just need to zone mm-hmm. out i need to just not think about what the hell happened to me today yep and just relax for a second because it was a lot mm-hmm. so that's that that was a way that I kept it together this week. I love that. That's great. I love that. I know you all are looking at me like it's my turn now. Yeah. I understand. Tell me, Alyssa. What's yours? How did you keep it together this week? By finding different ways to express myself. Yeah. Oh. Creatively. I've been having a lot of creative blocks lately. Mm-hmm. And just blocks of like trying to express myself in the right ways. So this week I've tried different ways of doing that whether that was in writing like in journaling like mm-hmm. actually journaling um i used to write poetry when i was younger and so i tried that again for the first time in a couple years and it felt pretty good of just like writing something abstract That's amazing. that was like out of my insane head um that seemed to have made sense for me i wrote some new jokes for my stand-up which was really exciting and i'm gonna get to try those out soon which is even better um i've been playing around with our trailer video by the time this episode comes out the trailer will have come out um i've been playing around with some new content for the podcast like instagram content like stuff that we can like put out there and like trying to just like find something creative that works um i've been wanting to get back on the ice but i i just i honestly haven't had the time it's been so crazy with work i know i hear you on that one you know, and that's something that, like, I would naturally go to as my way of, like, expressing myself. But I honestly, because I haven't had the time to do that, I've had to find it in got, a lot of different ways that I normally wouldn't do. You've got do. backups, which is good, right? Like, to not just have one option. Yeah. Of honestly, there, like, I didn't know these were backups until recently. Well, see, that's amazing. I know. That's a good thing. Like, when I usually get blocked, like, I get blocked for a while and I don't do anything to stop those blocks. Yeah. But now I've been actively trying to stop those blocks from happening. Nice, dude. Mm-hmm. Well done. You got to find different ways to express yourself other than just like saying your feelings because I could sit here and say my feelings to my therapist all the time, but that's not going – or to any of my friends, whomever, mm-hmm. that's not going to get rid of the block that I want to get rid of. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, man. I see that look on your face. Of I'm like, sorry. <laughs> We're getting close to the end of the fourth hour and your I girl know. is just <sighs> – I know. On that note – 
This has been a wonderful time, Aubrey. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having you me. You are welcome anytime. We love yes, having you girl. as a guest. This has been a ton of fun. We love People being enjoy listening to your voice. Oh, so. really? You have a really good podcast voice. Have you ever thought ASMR. about doing like, a, yeah, ASMR? No. Do you Should know I what ASMR it? is? Actually, yes. I just. You could probably make some money, girl. You could make a lot of money. Okay, great. We'll, we will brainstorm on this idea <laughs> in the near future. I am in all the very for near more future. money always. <laughs> Love this. Well, guys, thanks again for tuning in with us once again. My name is Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 2.5. Later, Gators. Keeping it together. I'm sure it's what it takes to stop me going under. Stop the thunder at my door.